0: Something peculiar, something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Something appealing, something appalling, something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Nothing for kings, nothing for crowns, bring on the lovers, liars and clowns. Oh, situations, new complications, nothing for tempest or for Tonight Something convulsive Something repulsive Something for everyone A comedy tonight Something aesthetic Something frenetic Something for everyone A comedy tonight Nothing of gods, Nothing of thinks
1: Weighty affairs We'll just have to wait Well, hello and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. Zero Mostel there with the theme tune to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum from 1966. I suppose our forum is Twitter, the Elon Musk Twitter, or Facebook, or perhaps an online photography forum. These are places where photographers go to meet like-minded friends, colleagues, people engaged with photography and the medium. Photography can be a lonely business and one dictated by the screen. We spend so much time just looking at a screen, editing our images, dealing with post-production and contacting clients and so forth, websites and everything else that the screen gives us. Online friends can become important friends and supportive colleagues. But as regular listeners know, I try and keep away from photo forums because they have a tendency also to create their own form of warrior who seems to feel that it's appropriate to make comments about others which are not supportive or informative or open-minded their are comments based on their own personal agendas, and that can be a real shame. Anyway, I got involved in a photo forum again. I know I said I wouldn't, and I'm not going to go back again. Promise you that. But my experience actually led me to writing an article, which is now on the unitednationsofphotography.com website. It's called Photo Forum Etiquette Explained. As far as I can see, there's so much good to come from a forum, from a meeting place, from somewhere where work can be shown and views can be given. But it's really important that the people who are giving those views are giving giving them, I should say, from a good place, but also from a place of knowledge and experience, The moment the warrior that feels that they can control the kind of work that others are creating or the kind of opinions others have get involved, the whole thing turns nasty very quickly. Bullying is never a good look and nor is trolling. And that issue with online forums when somebody makes a comment that comment is responded to and it rapidly sort of falls into a situation of a, a head-to-head fight It's just not good. In my experience, photoforums, forums I should say, have a lot to offer. And I also have to say that on Twitter in particular, I've never really had a very bad experience. But I think my piece of advice would be, Don't put any work or opinions up online unless you're ready to have some kickback. If you're happy to have that kickback, take it. It's not a problem. But if you're going to say something, a criticism, a comment, make sure you know what you're talking about. Otherwise, it's probably better not to say anything at all. This week, we welcome to the podcast to explain to us what photography means to him in roughly five minutes is Rashad Taylor. Now, Rashad is a fine art and portrait photographer whose work addresses themes of family, culture, legacy and the black experience. He attended Murray State University and received a bachelor's degree in art with a specialisation in fine art photography. Since then, he's exhibited and published his work across the United States and internationally. Most recently, his series Little Black Boy, which was acquired by the Museum of Fine Arts Houston. Rashad is the 2021 recipient of the Arnold Newman Prize for New Directions in Photographic Portraiture a 2020 Critical Mass Top 50 finalist and a winner of Lens Culture's Critics' Choice Award and a 2021 Feature Shoot Emerging Photography Awards winner. His clients include National Geographic, The Atlantic, Essence Magazine, ProPublica and BuzzFeed News. He is continuing to work on his Little Black Boy series where he documents his son's life while examining the black American experience and fatherhood. He lives in Bloomington, Illinois with his wife and son. Photography gives me a voice. A way to express myself,
0: my thoughts, my opinions, and and get them out in the world. It's it acts like a gateway, a gateway to interact with people that I may not have the opportunity to otherwise uh, to really engage with ideas and situations, uh, and I look at it as really a mouthpiece that. Helps me get out some of my innermost thoughts and vulnerabilities, and that ability to share these personal things with with the world, you know, it it really gives me a chance to get kind of get things off my chest in a way, um, and I I really enjoy that because life is just better that way for me and I think it also helps me view the world from another lens um, not only from what I have to say but really looking at what others have to say and and taking that in also uh, as I just navigate so and I'll say lastly it's it's fun you know photography is just a way to make art and art is fun for me art is enjoyable and it just enhances my life so i don't see myself ever stopping uh making work and 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 making images
1: so that's what photography means to me Thank you, Rashad, for your contribution this week. Always good to hear the word fun being used in connection with photography. Certainly a word I often use, and I do think it's a word that's quite often forgotten about. Also, that idea of finding subject matter so close to home. Always a good idea. You don't always have to travel to find interesting and important stories. I've been reading a number of books over the last few weeks, one of which uh, I've finished reading and the others which I'm still in the middle of. One of them, I suppose, which is the most relevant to a photography podcast is The Mindful Photographer by Sophie Howarth. But as well as reading that, I've been reading uh, Spring Cannot Be Cancelled, David Hockney in Normandy by Martin Gayford, and also Travels with Epicurus, Meditations from a Greek Island on the Pleasures of Old Age by Daniel Klein. Now, why do I mention these things? Well, I think there's a connection between those three titles. And I think, in a way, it also kind of ties in what I was talking about there at the beginning with the idea of the Photo Forum. We have to be aware of the mental state of others before we make comments that reflect upon their work. We don't know the situation that other people are in when we're online and we're just looking at an avatar and making a comment. I think Sophie's book, The Mindful Photographer, is a book which I know has been getting some positive responses. And also, I can imagine it appealing to a lot of Uh, photographers out there, maybe some of you listening to this podcast. I mean, I started this podcast with the idea that it was an arm around the shoulder for photographers. So I'm well aware of that issue of well-being, of mental well-being. Anyway, it says on the back of the book an engaging accessible guide to mindful photography, peaceful contemplation and a slow creative practice. On the inside of the fly sheet of the book, it says this, in a world where millions of images are shot every day and fast-paced environments can exhaust and stifle, Uh, creativity. The mindful photographer proposes a simple antidote, slowing down through concepts such as confidence, gratitude and compassion, each combined with a hands-on exercise. Author Sophie Howarth invites readers to reflect on their photographic practice and learn to pause, pay attention and become more attuned to the world around them. it sounds like a great idea to me. And we certainly talk a lot about reflection of work and self-analysis on this podcast. Now, that book, I read it and it's not for me. It's not the kind of book that works for me in that it didn't give me that physical kind of advice that I felt I needed. It's a bit to me like going down the gym. If I go down the gym on my own, I'm not really going to make much effort but if I had a personal trainer who put me through my paces, I know I'd do it. And I think that's a slight problem with these kinds of books. They're such a good idea, but they still rely on the person reading them to implement the advice that's being given. Now, I know that probably sounds really obvious, but... If the book doesn't actually do that for you, if you're in that position that you need that help, will the book be the answer? I'm not sure it will. Now, the other two books I was talking about, the book with David Hockney, which is a series of reflections on David Hockney's life uh, now that he lives in Normandy in northern France and the travels with Epicurus, the meditations on old age. Both of those books did do that for me. They transported me to somewhere else where I was able to look at the person in uh I suppose being discussed, uh, Daniel Klein is talking about himself and Martin Gayford is talking about David Hockney. Through the conversations around the creative practice that these people were actually implementing, I was able to gain real insight. And actually, they were much more useful to me in my creative practice than the book that perhaps has designed for people like me. I don't know. I'm really lucky in that I suppose I don't really suffer with that kind of uh, issues around well-being. So perhaps the Mindful Photographer book isn't for me anyway. But I do work with a lot of people and I speak to a lot of people uh, for whom these issues are very relevant. So of the three books, which ones would I recommend? Well, I have to say, I would definitely recommend the Travels with Epicurus. I would possibly recommend the David Hockney book, but I think it all depends upon how you feel about David Hockney as a painter and as a person. And I know a lot of people have very strong opinions on both of those. The Mindful Photographer? I think I'm perhaps less likely to recommend it however what I would say is you should make your own mind up about it because there's some really good things in there but there's a lot of good things in a gym as well but I never go in I've been writing a few articles recently and posting them up at unitednationsofphotography.com. As I said, um, one of them is the photo forum Etiquette Explained. Um, but a couple of others you might also be interested in checking out is uh, where is personality? And that's a kind of a reflection, I suppose, on the idea of group photographic shows, very much based on my 10-year-old daughter's response to one that we went to see recently. So you might find that interesting. Uh, The second one is photography and the selfish eye, very much talking about that idea of the requirement for open-mindedness and collaboration within the photographic medium. So two articles there that you might like to check out. And uh, bear in mind that uh, articles are going up on the website all of the time. If you sign up to our newsletter, not only will you find out about those each week and also this podcast, but you can also um, get some links on there to archival articles that you also might find of interest, uh, but haven't got the time to scroll through what is becoming quite an extensive archive of material now. So uh, you can write, you can... Right. You can join up, I should say, for uh, our newsletter uh, through our Twitter at you photo. It's at the top there. You can see a little panel you can click on. Or alternatively, you can follow us on the website. And then every time a new article is posted, you'll get a uh, email letting you know that. And that way you can keep up to date with what we're doing over the next month or so, there's going to be many degree shows, photographic courses will have their students leaving them and presenting their work. It's a great way of getting an idea of what's the zeitgeist of photography at the moment. What are the approaches that are being adopted? What subject matters are becoming prevalent? Who stands out from that? Who's doing something different? And I really recommend wherever you live, pop down to your local university or college, try and find out if they're showing that work. I think sometimes it's it's too kind of too obvious to go to the big names. That's certainly the case in the UK. There are certain courses which are well known traditionally for producing good work. It's not always the case, and I highly recommend you seek out perhaps some of those lesser-known colleges or those lesser-known courses. You might even want to buy some prints or they may have a booklet for sale or some of their work in different formats. So it's a really exciting time, I think, for photography. Of course, also, you'll get an idea as to where photographic education is going. And if you get a sense of that, you're also going to get a sense of where photography is going. And we're all part of that medium because every time that somebody graduates from a course, they're coming out, and I presume they're hoping to make photography their career. At least a lot of them will be. I know that where I teach at Oxford Brookes University, we've got our first ever graduates, The last three years, I've been leading that course and trying to create a course that's different, that's about photography in the 21st century. What that means is many different things, but I have to say that I'm really proud of my students and what they've managed to achieve, particularly over the COVID years. So if you do find yourself in Oxford, in the UK, do go to Oxford Brookes University uh, and have a look at that work. It's a small, perfectly formed, I think, uh, exhibition. But I hope you'll agree with me that it points to a direction where photography could be going. Only you know what that's really going to be. And in a way, I suppose, none of us really have an idea of the future. We've always got to, as I constantly say stay open-minded. We've got to remain flexible. We must not get dragged into dogma. But we must also always appreciate experience, but recognise the context in which that experience was gained. And perhaps that's the true essence of teaching and learning. Although graduates will be leaving courses over the next month or so, we never stop learning And we're always in a position that we could teach others. Maybe the key to this week's episode is that we remain aware of that need to constantly learn, but also the responsibility of teaching. Anyway, that's enough for this week. It's just left for me to say, take care.